Welcome to the Village Fitness Podcast, where we talk about health, fitness, and living a big life in a small town. Episode three. Let's roll. <laughs> we are rolling. Welcome back to the Village Fitness Podcast. Uh, I am Mitch. I am Joey. And we are here to talk about the Open. We just finished closing the, we're calling this episode Closing the Open. And for those of you who aren't in the CrossFit world, you may not appreciate this very much, but you'll be able to get some takeaways from this episode that you can apply to your life, your movement practice, uh, and your overall health. Yeah. Yeah. Joey, tell us what the CrossFit Open is. So the CrossFit Open is a five-week competition for CrossFit. Um, it's open to anyone on planet Earth. Hence. Um, hence the Open. So anyone can uh, sign up. There's a workout released Thursday night. Um this year, I like I didn't really watch the announcement videos. But you watched the Fireside Moga, right? Well, that's when I was co- that's when I was coaching. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so I it, I've been really out of it. This, <laughs> this, this open specifically. Yeah. Um, but CrossFit tends to do announcement videos for the workouts on Thursday nights, and then you basically have the weekend to complete the workout. Um, there's five total. Each one is different. Um, they tend to follow themes, like sometimes we'll repeat workouts from previous years. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the fifth workout always has thrusters in it, always, 100%. 100%. Um, so there's a few different themes, and the idea is at the end of the Open, you see your ranking in the world, and basically it's who's the fittest. That is what I absolutely love about it. Good job. You passed your pop quiz, by the way. Great. There's Thanks. a pop quiz every, every episode. I quiz Joey on definitions <laughs> Sorry. Or, or something. Um, but the, uh, yeah, what's really cool is that you get to see where you stack up. So for goal-oriented, really like competitive people like myself, and like Joey, and like uh, a lot of the people that we coach, getting to see where you stack up, not just against your friends uh, in the gym, but also worldwide. Uh, kind of worth the 20 bucks if you're in, into, that, into that sort of thing. So what we want to talk about with CrossFit Open is, is how to apply that kind of level of focus to your training, uh, if you don't have it already, uh, how to recover from the Open and kind of the, uh, the, the, the burnout of being elevated for five weeks in a row, uh, and then what, we're gonna, what we would recommend as coaches for you moving forward, looking towards the next Open or next competition. That you're going to do. And competition, by that we just mean what you really care about doing well in a physical uh, physical capacity. What you, what, you, what you really care about. So, for starters, what are you going to do with the level of focus? Or how can you apply the level of focus that you brought, bring to the open um, to your everyday life? Uh, so, what I tend to see with a lot of people is during those five weeks they're, they are a changed person. Hmm. They are dedicated to this one goal, this one ideal, um, and they're doing everything they can to increase their performance in workouts. And I see a lot of people do this. Now, it would be amazing to see what people could do if they applied that to everything they do, right? Um, So how do we do that? I think the way to do that is to have a certain value system in place. Um, because if you don't value something, you're not going to apply that kind of focus to certain things. And you can tell yourself, um, like, let's take diet, for example. 
let's say you really want to lose 20 pounds. We'll go back to that. <laughs> um, if you're not taking those steps to achieve that goal, if you're not applying the focus to do that, um, your values are out of line. You might want other things more than that, and you're not willing to make the little sacrifice it takes to achieve right. said goal. Which is fun. Which is fine, right. That's totally fine. Unless, unless you make it everyone's problem that you're not where you want to be. Yeah. That's... And this is something that I think we did, that, that, that like everyone in our gym did great this year about like leaderboarding responsibly, right? Leaderboarding being like looking up where you stack up and like your ranking. Like people were super cool about it. Great. Yeah, I was like, really proud of us. You, you'd see where you were at, and then you'd, you'd move on. You weren't... You yeah. weren't. You'd trash talk Tyler, and then you move on. Tyler, <laughs> by, the, Tyler by the way, like won the Big Dogs Cup, right? We, we don't have an actual cup, but he took it took it for the uh, the, the whole gym. That's awesome. Uh, so congrats to, congrats to Ty. Uh, it was just fantastic. Right. Um, you, so something I tend to see, and not at our gym, but just in people in general. Those other peasants. Other peasants. <laughs> people. Um, <laughs> people tend to get wrapped up in their placing. So mm-hmm. I can do the CrossFit Open and I can be 50,000th in the world. That could be debilitating to a lot of people. Um, but you have to keep things in perspective and remember w- what it really takes to be in the top yeah. 10,000 yeah. in the world in the open. Um, you know, so I think we did a good job of not having people be upset about their placing. Yeah. That was the thing that most people that were working with are pretty mature. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Um, but that's something that, uh, like what you're talking about is what I call the hard work of health. Right. So the hard work of health isn't, uh, pushing yourself in the gym every day to kill yourself, yeah. to make yourself better. The hard work of health is going to bed on time. Hard work of health is drinking enough water. I have alarms set on my phone that remind me to drink water. Right, one of them went off right before this podcast. It was pounded sixteen ounces. Nice. Call it good. Good to now, go. I've measured that out. It's not arbitrary eight glasses a day. Like I've like I'm smart about it, or at least I'd like to think so. <laughs> but but the hard work of health is making sure that you apply the level of focus mapped to the goals that you have um, in the little things. Right, so I'd rather, and, and I go back to this. I think uh, Kelly Starrett, uh, the um, owner of CrossFit San Francisco, uh, was the first person who said this in a way that I really liked. Uh, before you show me that you can do something heroic, show me that you can be consistent. Yeah, show me consistency before you show me heroic. Key, key. Right. So the level of focus that we are talking about when it comes to the open is awesome because people are freaking heroes in the open. My favorite moment. Every single year is when there's a heavy breathing component and then a heavy lifting component yeah. right next to each other. It is freaking awesome. electric. And this year was no different. We had uh, the, this workout where you had to do toes to bar, double unders, and then squat cleans. You can see me doing, I'll do my air quotes, squat, squat cleans. cleans. Joey the weightlifter does not like this. It's, like it's called a clean. But I and the weight got heavier and heavier and heavier. People, uh, A lot of people didn't even make it to the weight that would have been a challenge. Um, right. For them, it was just so much heavy breathing. Uh, but man, when those people, when when we had some people make it to a bar that was just on that edge of what they are able to, or sometimes not even uh, hadn't done up to that point, that's super electric. Regardless of how we feel as coaches about people attempting personal records 
in a in the middle heavily of, fatigued state. Yeah. Uh, not big fans. Not a very uh, smart decision. <laughs> not, not a great call. So that applies not just to the load, but also to the movement that you have, right? So um, this was something that I really like is that the open pushes you to get things that you didn't have before, like a bar muscle up. Uh, but as coaches, we'd much rather see people get that in an unfatigued, very safe state beforehand. Shout outs to all the people in our gym that we were talking about. Yes. Who got their first bar muscle up? Yeah. <laughs> Big money bar muscle ups in the open. Um, to, going off of that, I had you know I had people during those workouts, you know, basically say, "I'm gonna try and just do it in the workout." Hmm. I was like, "No, you know, take a couple minutes, try it now. We'll let's, do it live. Let's, let's let's do it live. <laughs> let's let's see if you can do it now. Let's let's put a little bit of time and practice it. It won't fatigue you too much because we're not gonna do that many." Yeah. And then, you know, try it a couple of times and like, oh, I can't do it. That's fine. That's fine. Just do the workout, do the best you can. But at least we tried it unfatigued right. before you were dying on the right. floor. And I, I mean, the, the, the pithy quote that I'm going to bring up at this point is uh, you don't rise to the level, you don't rise to the occasion, you fall to the level of your training. Yeah. Right. So there's no such thing as like just being heroic out of the blue. Like you had that beforehand. You just didn't do it beforehand. Yes. Right? So, like, if someone does a weight that they never did before, they had that in their back pocket. They just hadn't expressed it. Yeah. And that happens a lot in CrossFit because there's so much that you do on a regular basis. You're not on a regular strength program. At, you know, yeah. Other You're not testing your one or max. Not yourself. testing your one or max. Some of these guys don't test one or max for six months. Right. And they get to a Metcon and it's, oh, we've got to do a one or max here. So, of course, CPR. So, it was in your back pocket the whole yeah. time. And what we're talking about with closing the open right now is just making sure that we are applying um, uh, the level of diligence that we want for the results that we're trying to get when the occasion calls for it. Right? You want to rise to that occasion by being really consistent. And right. the thing that I'll harp on on this is just going to bed on time. Going That's to bed on time. One Perfect. Thing. Just go to bed earlier. I was talking with someone uh, earlier this week in the gym. Did you say, well, What's the one thing holding you back from getting where you want to be in life uh, for this one specific project that's working on? It's like, I just got to go to bed all the time. And you just, <laughs> just kind of yeah. work back from that. Yeah. Yep. Um, no, that's a good one. And uh, especially in today's world where people are running around and have so much on their minds, and just getting a good eight hours might do it for you. Might you. Especially if you're an athlete or you want to do well in the open. Yeah, no, or, I'm, know, a, I'm a nine-hour dude. Nine hours, yeah. Some people hours. are nine hours. Some people are seven hours. You know, yeah. th- there's a range in there. Um, yeah. But you got to get what works for you. And you have to because right. if you don't for a long period of time, you start to shut down. You start to fall apart in a sense, right? Yeah. Oh, literal as well. Literally, you, you literally, have, yeah. yeah. You only have so much adaptation capacity <laughs> that you can spend. On your uh, on your body, if you're not refueling, you're not going to get there. No. The thing that uh, is tough about the open is that it's not a competition in the normal sense of the word, and I think this is a, a good metaphor for where a lot of us are in our lives. And Joey was just talking about this, and it's a wonder that it slipped our minds for a second there. Uh, people are staying elevated for a really long time in the open. Five weeks is a long time to be, as we call it in the strength and conditioning world, peaked. Right? Yeah. Being at pinnacle performance, able to just call upon all of your strength, skill, and conditioning abilities to do magical things 
it's really hard to do it for that long of a time period, right? Even with these like ultra runners or CrossFit Games athletes who I would consider to be like the most brutally trained people, right? They can just take a beating, right? They're just yeah. inoculated to a lot of stress. Um, even those people are doing it for a weekend, right? Like a weekend. And sure, the uh, amount of stressors that are over the course of that weekend are far greater than the ones even in the open, which are notoriously challenging workouts. They yeah. make it more devastating than our normal uh, GPP programming right. workouts. Uh, but the fact that it's prolonged... Well, it's a psychological stressor yeah. for five weeks. So we're combating burnout right? from a physical, emotional, psychological standpoint. We're just looking at trying to get away from what that is. Right. Right? It's very serendipitous that it ends up concluding right as spring break starts. So a lot of people have kind of baked this in where they're like, I'm going to do the open and then I'm going to boogie for a week. Yeah. I'm just going to get out of here. Right? We've already like, seen that. This how week. many people went to like Florida and Arizona? Tons of people. And it's like, God, at least the weather's getting better where we are. That's, yeah, it's that's Like we can actually run outside. Well, that's... I can run outside. You guys can keep lifting weights. We can. <laughs> I'll keep lifting weights. But I, will, a little bit more I have an urge to run outside, which is... <sighs> Don't. Dude, you, you got to fight that. You gotta yeah. push that way down. Yeah, I think so. Way down. Yeah, just all the trauma. Yeah, just lift. Yeah, there's a traumatic experience somewhere in your childhood <laughs> that makes you want to run. You think so? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you could you could have thought so. So dealing with burnout, uh, part of it's going to bed on time, right? Yep. Making sure it happens. I notice that when uh, my training load gets heavier, and I notice this with a lot of my clients, um, sleep uh, is the first thing that kind of falls apart. Not from a duration standpoint, but from a challenge, the difficulty of going to sleep is the first thing that kind of pops up as difficult for someone who's like overtrained. Yeah. Right? And we're not even talking about overtraining them as you've done too much. It's usually there's too much other stuff there. Right? Yeah. So that goes back to our conversation about goals and trade-offs. Like if you're a pro athlete and you've taken everything else off your plate and all you can focus on is getting your squat up, making sure that your 5K row is good. Making sure that you can like bike, swim, run, all that jazz. Golden. Awesome. Right. You're a hundred percent of your stress is towards training. That's great. Very helpful. Yeah, but if we're talking about local fitness and people just like living a big life, small town, yeah, bam, tagline. Lonely world. Lonely No. Um, the, <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know why that, that it just made me think of that. Um right, in in that it's case it's a journey. Because it's a journey. In, in that case, um, these people have other stressors. And so right. you have to uh, you have to take certain precautions right. to make sure that that's not affecting you. Yeah. I think the number one takeaway that if, like, if I had one takeaway for people from this show, it would be that training is a stressor. Yep. It is not a de-stress. It is not a way to take stress away. Right? You may have a good psychological effect from training. Right? But if you're like oh, I need to work out, I just don't feel the same, you're not respecting the training. Because usually what that means is that we're kind of burning at the edges. We're kind of like fraying at the edges like a rope and we're propping up the body and the like kind of endorphin rush. You're propping yourself up with exercise, with intensity, rather than actually recovering from it. Because you, you got to think about it as an adaptation, adaptation stress. Like you have to adapt to it. So if you're thinking like, oh, I'm really stressed out from work and I just had a new baby and the house burned down 
and like all this other stuff, like whatever it ends up being, those are all stressors. The things that take an adaptation toll. Right? And so if we're burned out from the open because we've layered on a bunch of intensity of training on top of a already like static uh, load, like a static amount of stressors from everyday life, that's going to not make you necessarily better over the long long term. Right. And that's what we're looking at. We're looking at competing for short term, trying to elevate that performance to levels hitherto unknown. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. So if I could have you take one thing away from this, it would be training is a stressor and you need to treat it treat it with respect no matter what it is. Yeah. Right? Especially with CrossFit Open, what you want to do. And we're kind of, uh, we've kind of addressed this this week uh, in our own program with more of a deload week. We kind of put some roadblocks in, into the Metcons to make sure that people couldn't get their heart rates, you know, beyond 220. Um, not a physiological possible heart rate, by the way. Just exaggerating. <laughs> yeah. But the idea is we put some stuff in there that made it hard for you to stress yourself out too much. Right, and this will lead into the next cycle that we're doing. Um, so, you know, taking the time to deload, and you know, a lot of people use that as a time to just take off, right. which has its own problems that we could go into. You could do, you could do way worse than you just could. not showing up. And right. like, as someone who owns a gym and wants you in the gym at all times because it's how I make a living, <laughs> you could do way worse than just not showing up to the gym. Yeah, you could do way worse. Yeah. Um, you can go outside, you can play, you can throw frisbee. Right, and that's something. Still moving is is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have the deload week in place to help you recover for whatever is coming next. And from just from yeah. all the stress you just went through for the last five weeks. Yeah, next week is not a deload. No, we not at all. Next week's going to be tough. Next week. So people need to be ready. Got to be ready. Got to take that time off. If you're still feeling stressed out, deloaded, you can still show up next week if you go to our gym. If you don't, you should start. Uh, <laughs> but if you're still feeling uh, stressed out from the open, um, talk to somebody. Talk to somebody. Talk, 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 to, to, talk to a coach. Talk to a coach. <laughs> make, sure that, make sure that we're taking it's all enough. the recovery, um, recovery methods that we can. Yeah. Okay. And so speaking of recovery methods and adapting to things, this will bring us to our final thing. We finally stumbled our way all the way through these talking points towards what you would do, Coach Joey, as someone who is preparing someone for the Open uh, in October. This year is pretty different. The season changed up, so we not only have the Open that happened in February and March, we also have, bam, 2020 qualifying games open. So people who are going to qualify for the 2020 games are going to qualify through this Open among other competitions. So you have to get someone ready for the open. Let's just do a, like, a generalized avatar of how I would of a person. How so, would you help someone get ready for that open? Uh, so I have to keep in mind, is this person expecting to only do the open? Or are they expecting to, well, we don't have regionals anymore, but um, are they expecting Rip. to peak for other competitions? Do they think they'll qualify for the games? Of course, that's such a small percentage of people. Um, if I'm looking at someone, which I'm assuming is what you mean, assume looking at someone who is just doing the open and that is their time to compete, um, 
<clears throat> my cycles throughout the year are going to be based around that. So right after the Open's over, probably have a little bit more of a focus on building muscle size and strength. Then as we get closer to the Open, we get more towards higher conditioning levels. And I would say right before the Open, we're hitting it hard. We're working hard. We're doing tons of interval work. We're pushing the things that are going to make this person be able to perform well during the five workouts. Right before the open hits, take them off a little bit. Let them recover. Let their bodies get ready Hmm. for those five weeks of stress. And then when they're in the open, that's when the focus is on the five workouts. So during the week, we'll still work out, but we won't destroy whoever's working out going into each workout. Yeah. Okay. And they'll rest before the, at least the day before the workout, for example. Um, at least that's how I would have someone do it. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. That's a really good, uh, outline of what to do. I would add one thing on top of going from it. Like I actually, I really like traditional, <laughs> um, traditional strength programs where you go from uh, high volume, low intensity to low volume, high intensity where you're going from, reps to weight and you're moving through um through that for crossfit i actually like it reversed i like starting at high high weight and low reps right so building up that one rep max for for a little bit and then moving on to 5 10 and 20 rep maxes trying to keep those numbers as close as possible because it like even if you are going to do a one rep max very rarely is it going to be in an unfatigued environment so the way i periodize people's programs is by going the opposite direction of traditional strength training so i might build up to a one rep max through pyramid but then as a general rule i will hold on to that one rep max if we're really looking to hammer on one competition we're not going to push that max up uh by october significantly unless that's all we do and that's going to cost other things right concurrent training uh models just like they rob you of a bunch of stuff Right, they they work for the short term and right. then they kind of fall apart for a lot of people. Yeah, so if I'm gonna do that, that would be the thing that I would swap about that. I wouldn't go with the more traditional like work from high reps to low reps, uh, low weight to high weight. I, I you know what I did kind of mean it more like what you were saying okay, actually. Cool. So do, to have it in Sorry. reverse, I didn't use intensity and volume as my examples, but moving from strength to endurance over mm. time. That's a good way. To put um, it. It's, it's tough because it's still something that's very theoretical. Like strength training by itself, I feel like has been um, solidified a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But training for something like CrossFit is very yeah. challenging because it's so varied. And coaches are still trying to figure out wh- what's the best method to prepare my athletes to do well in the open or go to the games if that's their goal. Yeah. Um, so coaches are still figuring out. We feel like we have a pretty good handle on how to yeah it's not super challenging like uh in terms of what the demand is uh for training it's just a lot of the demands of the open take a long time to develop right strength training is the work of years so if you want to be competitive in a strength sport or competitive strength wise from a lifting numbers standpoint it just takes a long time to get there right conditioning is something that can be treated in the same way where you go through um, basically cycles that go from really long to really short, but staying in that same energy system where you get more and more efficient 
at shuttling oxygen through the through the system and using oxygen as your main fuel source for those movements. But at the same time, you can sprint your way to being in decent open shape because no workout goes beyond 20 minutes, right? There was one workout that went beyond 20 minutes and it was just yeah. so that people could get flogged by their jump ropes. Right? Yeah. That was the only one. Yeah. And it was like 40 minutes of whipping yourself in the calves and arms and back. Ugh. Everyone looked like they had been like straight up whipped. Right. Uh, so the other thing that I would add onto that is that I would look at this, this hypothetical avatar's placements uh, and I would find out where they're weakest. Yeah, right. So, of course. Uh, our one of our one of our athletes who came kind of close to qualifying in the Masters uh, had he was all over the board. He's Titus. He, he would want me to he would want me to throw him under the bus <laughs> like this. Um, so Titus uh, got in the mid. He, he placed three hundred and forty seventh, three hundred seventy fourth. Mixed those up. Uh, he was pretty good. Top two hundred in the world. Uh, go to the next round. Yeah. Uh, and he got top four hundred. She was pretty well. Uh, one of the things that carried him up there was in one workout, he got 66th place. 66th place in the handstand walk workout. In the other four workouts, he was in the between 300 and 800. It's, like, a, big range. it's a big range. So what I'd do is I'd look at the ones where he's 800, I'd look at the ones where he's six, five and 600, and I'd be like, okay, what would it cost other attributes to get him up there? Right. So where he's at in his training, has a high training age, has been working out, been in the gym for a really long time. At the same time, the specific demands of the sport of fitness, right? The sport of exercise racing. He doesn't have that in a very like sophisticated, he's not very developed over all of those domains, right? Yeah. So we could get, still get way better at thruster intervals, right? We could still get way better. So the thruster workout, the um, uh, step up workout, no, that was the handstand walk one, not the step up. It was the uh, the first workout, wall ball workout. Wall ball, yeah. Right? So those two, the thruster and the wall ball, now we're looking at improving those two specific events. Yeah. And that provides tons of clarity about focus for a training program. Right. Um, and it it depends too. Is it is it skill work? Is he having trouble with skill-specific movements? Or is it just endurance? Mm-hmm. Um, and looking at that, it's helps you figure out how much time to spend on a certain um, a certain movement or a certain style of training or a certain conditioning method. Right. Because um, acquiring skills only under fatigue, terrible way to go about it. Right? So like right. handstand walk, for example. It's the easiest example to use because if you have it, you got it. And if you don't, you're just diving. Yeah. It's just and, an incredible, it just... incredible effort to dive forward. Of course. So handstand walk, you need to build up the shoulder strength, right? Get the strength first. Then you need to start actually developing the handstand balance, right? And you don't row and then just try and randomly handstand, right? You you do it by itself, nothing else, and you develop that skill. You have to have dedicated skill work. Dedicated skill work. And then what you do is you start moving, and then you start adding a load, right? And by load, I just mean like you start adding a little bit more complexity. Maybe you're doing a little bit of airdyne, 30 seconds of airdyne at a moderate pace, maybe a nice easy pace, just to make sure the heart rate is above resting. Then you do it, right? And so then you build volume at that heart rate. Then you start adding complexity. Maybe you do airdyne, maybe you do a couple of power plants to fry the, um, 
the energy systems before you go. Yeah. Right. So now you're adding uh, a little bit of fatigue and a little bit of like uh, a little bit of overall fatigue, right? Like heart rate, and then you're adding a little bit of specific fatigue to the muscles that you're going to use. Right. Right. And that's just for one event. And there's so many different skills that you would need for this. And this goes back to our general conversation about what fitness is. Can you do stuff? That's basically it. Can you do stuff? Can you do stuff? And under what context can you do stuff? Yeah. So that's kind of how we prepare someone for the next open. We've got them in October. I mean, the program that we're launching into right now is a fantastic way to do this. We kind of did this on purpose. Um, uh, We are doing Cindy. On Monday, uh, 5, 10, 15, push up pull up. For our seven year anniversary. For seven year anniversary, that's right. So CrossFit Glen Allen is now seven years old. We started April 1st, 2012. First workout we did with Cindy, right? First workout that's we did with we, Cindy. Yeah. We are traditionalists. That's not true. That's not true at all. No, not true. <laughs> but we keep our roots in mind. Keep the roots in mind. So Cindy is 20 minutes long. I think the best score that we've had. Uh, last year was 22 minutes. 22 rounds, okay. 22, just over around a minute. So take care of those hands if you're going to do Cindy on April 1st. Um, if you are interested in getting started uh, with some of this fitness stuff and you think the open is kind of neat, uh, let us know. Email joey at crossfitglenallen.com. I'm not giving you my email. I bet you can't guess what it is either. <laughs> Seven Very years, complicated. you'll never know. <laughs> so complicated. Super complicated. <laughs> So that was our episode on closing the open. Congratulations to everyone at our gym who who participated, as well as everyone around the world who decided to throw their hat in the ring, regardless of how you feel about uh, participating versus competing or how you feel about uh, your chances of qualifying or how you feel about the actual practice of doing these workouts. Anyways, uh, we have respect for, for the people who choose to put themselves through this nonsense pretty good stuff yep yep awesome we will talk to you guys next time for joey i'm mitch signing out of the village fitness podcast later